Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People's Sportscast, Alex Anderson. World Baseball Classic. Team USA facing off against undefeated Venezuela and the heroics of Trey Turner with the Grand Slam with his team trailing by two runs in the eighth inning lead Team USA to a 9-7 final score victory in Lone Depot Park yesterday on Saturday night. Sadly, I've been seeing a lot of negative comments about the World Baseball Classic, about it being meaningless games, games that aren't worth anything. I know that people are upset, Met fans in particular, about Edwin Diaz being lost for the season, suffering a patellar tendon injury when he was celebrating Puerto Rico, eliminating the Dominican Republic, even though he was jumping up and down on on the field, on flat surface, not even on the mound. And he goes down and is done for the season. But however, Trey Turner, World Series champion with the Nationals in 2019, identified his Grand Slam as the biggest hit of his baseball career. This was a game that sadly, somebody had to lose. USA jumped out to a lead. Venezuela came all the way back led by Luis Arez, who hit two home runs on this game. Uh, There was another casualty loss, though, uh, thanks in part to Daniel Bard, who had a disastrous showing on the mound and a wild pitch hit Jose Altuve in his right hand. And he is, uh, it's been diagnosed as a fracture and he will be out eight to 10 weeks with a dumb fact, dumb fracture, excuse me. But Bard definitely gave it up in the fifth inning. But again, this was such a back and forth game. In the first inning, USA had three runs. Venezuela had two. USA had one in the fourth. Then in the fifth inning, Venezuela breaks through. They dropped four four runs compared to USA's one. And then they had another run in the seventh. And then, again, Trey Turner, Grand Slam in the eighth inning. And this Grand Slam occurred with nobody out. So, Team Venezuela, surprisingly, shockingly, their pitching fell apart when it mattered the most. And if you're not watching the World Baseball Classic, you're missing out on some good-ass baseball. I mean, you know, there was a hater on my uh, TikTok, Sports Opinion Log, on TikTok there, who said that USA is a poverty team. And I'm thinking to myself, how could the, how could Team USA be a poverty team if Trey Turner, who's getting paid $300 million by the Phillies, was batting in the ninth spot? 
come on. Come on. This was truly a beautiful game. That Grand Slam sailed 407 feet out into the air over left field. And let's uh, look at the history of this. Trey Turner becomes the third U.S. player to hit a Grand Slam in the World Baseball Classic, joining David Wright and Jason Varitek. And it went down as the first go-ahead slam in the sixth inning or later in tournament history. And... It's a sellout crowd. All the tickets, the remaining games here in the World Baseball Classic, everything is sold out. The environment is electric. Team USA spilling out into the dugout, out of the dugout, excuse me, to celebrate Trey Turner's Grand Slam. And he's screaming and yelling and flexing as he's rounding the bases like this is what the magic is about. And hey, will it spill over and have people checking out regular MLB baseball? We'll see when they count up the stats and the views. You know, it's a be- it's a beautiful thing to see teammates playing against each other as people are representing their respective countries. And you know what? Honestly, for the superstar baseball players, it's good for them. Like, this is this is better than spring training. You're playing baseball at a big league level. The stakes are high. And Venezuela, you know, they were undefeated. But playing here in the U.S., it was like uh, everybody was chanting USA and Venezuela. They were getting loud when they initially took the lead again Daniel Bard just simply fell apart but Team USA fought back crazy loading the bases again with no one out in the top of the 8th inning against left-handed reliever Jose Quijada gave a walk to Tim Anderson single to pinch hitter Pete Alonso and hit by pitch to JT Realmuto and then Turner came in to the plate and put it in the seats. And again, the fact that there were no outs and behind Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. Yep, he sent that change up sailing away. And now it will be Team USA who moves on to play Cuba. That is going to be insane. And it will be tonight at 7 o'clock. Team USA taking on Cuba and tomorrow Mexico will be taking on Japan and on Tuesday we will be playing the World Baseball Classic Championship game for all the marbles so it is not too late to tune in and check it out because again 9-7 final score these games have meaning The players are playing for the pride and love of their respective countries. Glaber Torres is a part of Team Venezuela. So, you know, you see Glaber Torres and you see Jose Altuve. And I do hate Jose Altuve. Can't stand him. Only because of his dominance over the Yankees with the Houston Astros. 
but seeing that wild pitch hit him in his hand and out with a right fracture of his thumb, right thumb fracture, excuse me. Sad to see, but, uh, you know, I know there'll be an uproar about players shouldn't play in the WBC, but again, it's once every three to four years. So tune in while you can. We got games tonight, tomorrow, and the last one will be Tuesday where we will have the team that is the best in the world. Thank you for listening to this segment of my World Baseball Classic. Stay tuned as I talk about the co and main event of UFC 286. Okay, back at it again, talking about UFC 286, focusing first and foremost mainly on just the main event and the co-main event, main event being Leon Edwards defeating Kamaro Usman to retain his welterweight title, won by majority decision. Two judges scored the five-round title bout 48-46 in favor of Edwards, while a third Scored it a 47-47 draw. That's weird. Leon Edwards. I'm not going to say he dominated, but he did win. Uh, Kamaro Usman didn't do enough to take the title, that's for sure. Uh, Leon Edwards on his part. Unbeaten streak. 12 straight wins. And most and more importantly... Which, as a sport fan, I'm happy to see he overcame everything to take the title from Usman. And he gets the main event at home in London at the O2 Arena. And the crowd was electric. So you got to give the man his props. Uh, Usman says he thought he did enough to win. I don't know what he was seeing on that. (laughs) Leon Edwards outlanded Usman 123 to 113 in total strikes. And Edwards defended 11 of Usman's 15 takedown attempts. The few times Usman got him on the ground, he couldn't do anything with him. But he was gracious in defeat, giving him props and props to London I don't know. So weird. So weird. And to make it crazier, you know, uh, referee Herb Dean had actually taken, had deducted a point against Edwards when he had grabbed the fence multiple times, of course, during a takedown attempt in the third round. And Usman still couldn't capitalize. Leon Edwards was delivering a lot of kicks to Usman, I, I I felt like, in my opinion, that it felt like Leon Edwards was trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice, that he was trying to lure Usman and deliver another head kick to knock him out. The crowd was going crazy, screaming, headshot dead. <laughs> uh, a phrase that Leon Edwards coined after his knockout victory over Usman. But I don't know, just sitting there watching it, it's like, 
wow, you know, Usman, when he fought Colby Covington, the minute the bell rang, them dudes were just throwing blows. And then when he defeated Gilbert Burns, who's like a monster, and I say that in a complimentary fashion, he's just a monster. Like, Gilbert Burns will annihilate (laughs) and destroy his opponents. And him and Usman having been former partners in terms of, like, teammates working out, you know, sparring, same team. And Usman, you know, put down Gilbert Burns early and dominated him to get the win. Masvidal, I don't even really count because Masvidal, in my opinion, is kind of like a glorified street fighter. So uh, (laughs) Usman and him are entirely different levels of fighters. And Usman proved that point when he knocked him out. But who knows? Maybe the scheduling, maybe the course to be the boss. Maybe he didn't want to pay it again. Uh, you know, of course, no one's going to say post-game, oh, yeah, you know, I fought I fought to lose or I believe I lost. You know, right? Who's going to... No fighter's going to admit that. <laughs> I feel like I lost. No, of course you're going to say, I felt like I won, even though I'm watching the fight and I'm like, you're doing nothing to take back your title. Especially when you think about all the garbage that Usman was spewing during the press conferences leading up to the fight. Talking a whole lot of nothing. So now Leon Edwards will be getting former interim champion Colby Covington, who was standing and hooping and hollering, claiming that Leon Edwards has been dodging him for years. Give me a break. And then for Colby Covington to label himself as Donald Trump's favorite fighter? It's so nauseating. I get the character shtick. You know, for some people it works. Thank Conor McGregor. And for some people, it just comes across as contrived and phony. You know, he put he flashes his he flashes his grin, Colby Covington. And you know, Colby Covington does have the skills. You know, but whatever character he has to get enrolled for. But Daddy Dana White, you know, he's going to give it to Colby, who hasn't fought in a year because he made weight for the fight and was going to be a backup just in case. So, you know, he'll get what he deserves. Now, would I dare say I want Colby Covington to win? I don't think I see myself saying all that. And then in the co-main event, we had Justin Gaethje getting the majority decision over Fazeev. That was a great fight. Now, those guys came out banging, but Gaethje, the human highlight reel, would not be denied. He weathered the early storm and is trying to go for that last title run. He says he he has it in him, so... But it was a beautiful performance. Uh, Fazeev, he definitely left him 
battered, bruised, and bloodied. I don't know. It's it's kind of funny because at first it had a feeling like the new was trying to overthrow the old. But nope, Justin Gaethje held tight. And he wants one last shot at that UFC lightweight title. But who knows? Maybe... Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Let's see. So Gaethje is 34 years old. 28 pro fights. But he definitely hangs in there and bangs with them. That's for sure. Uh, Rafael Fazeev, though. So close. So close. But let's see what the future will hold for Justin Gaethje. Let me see. Well, actually, what do I have here? Let's see. Mm, they're saying Dustin Poirier. That might be interesting. But again, you know, UFC, they definitely have the best bookers on the planet when it comes to giving the fans what they want. And Justin Gaethje, if he says he's got one last title run in him, let him shoot for the stars. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Until next time. People Sports Cast Alex Anderson signing out.